Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Give him hope. At age 30, shortly after his wedding, he unsuspectedly lost most of his sight, becoming legally blind. Losing his sight has not stopped him from glorifying God through music. Now, as he fully displays walking by faith and not by sight, he aims to reach people that are lost and or discouraged with his, with his story that God loves them regardless of their circumstances. We're so, oh, so excited today to have Irene on the show. Been in foster care, yeah. Been homeless every night was sleeping on some stairs. Yeah, I've been through the storm. Weathered so many waves, now starting a new chapter. The wedding, the first page, I'm amazed. The favor with God in all of his ways. His mercy and all his grace has put my pain in the days every day. Thanking him for continued protection. That's what I really needed when I was lacking direction. 31. Hey man, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good, good. Doing? good. Yeah, and and we have his we have his lovely wife on with us today. Her name is Anissa. Yes. And okay, so we talked about his bio. So is that fully up to date, or or is there yes. like a okay? Because right, sometimes that was I, two years almost two years ago. I'm 32 now. Okay, well, okay, but nice, nice. I'm I'm 42, so we got a 10 years difference. So that's yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> Sure, you have ten years wisdom too. Oh God, no, no, dude. It's like I, you know, I'm. They, some people say I'm ingenious. I'm like, who are you talking about, man? I'm not, you know, I'm not, no, no, nowhere near a genius, you know. So, hmm. uh, so you were born and raised in uh, Los Angeles, California, right? Yes. All right. So, so how was that uh, growing up in in LA? Did you find uh, like okay? So first question is how how was your how was your um life growing up as as a child? Hmm. It was uh that's a mixed bag. So it was pretty much a mixed bag. Uh I grew up in uh South Central Los Angeles, so of course there was a lot of gangs uh and things you have to be aware of. Uh along with that, I also grew up in foster care for a majority of my upbringing. Uh, pretty much not majority of my upbringing, pretty much from uh, age seven to age 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a few years in the foster care system uh, due to abuse. My mother uh, did, our, did her best raising both, well, all three of us. Uh, well, I'm one of three. I'm baby of the family. Uh, but a lot of different life lessons I learned from just being in different households, different parenting styles. Uh, and, it, you know, in my case, where it says it, it takes a village to raise a child, it was very literal. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So um. At what age did you find uh, music? Because um. You, you I, um. You just told told us that you had a had a hard hard life growing up. So at mm-hmm. at, at at what age did you did you find music? Or uh, or know. or did music find you? Well, well. So it it kind of both. Uh. So it. So I mentioned I was in foster care. So at, at age ten is when I kind of started to. 
uh, dabble in music. Uh, I had a foster parent uh, named Maurice. Uh, he was a he was an African American male, um, and he had a studio in the back house of his apartment of his house. Right, so uh, I would always tell myself like, one day I'm going to be good enough to be in that studio. You know, so uh, that was pretty much where the like I've always loved music. I've always loved rap and hip hop, uh, but the the writing came then when it was like I I want to do this. You know, right. so H uh, ten was pretty much where it began. Ten, ten, okay. Uh, so before that. Can you remember your your first memory of music? Uh, let's see. I mean, I know that's first, hard because that's hard for me too. So it's kind of a, like a, you know, kind of a rough question, you know. I mean, so I would say first memory of music. Yes. Would probably be, I guess, earliest would be Tupac. Okay. Um, I was a pretty big Tupac fan back in the day because, you know, he was all over the radio, especially in California. Right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that was pretty much that. Before, the only thing I could think of before that would probably be uh, just like church, you know? Right. Like, because, you know, we all ha have churches where there's instruments <laughs> and singers. Like, that was probably like the first introduction to live music. Right. But uh, as far as music being heard, it would probably be hearing Tupac on the radio. Uh, but also, my my sister was pretty big into R and B, so we would listen to a lot of R and B, like Jill Scott, uh, Erica Badu, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, uh, we mentioned in the in the in the introduction that you are legally blind. Yes. Um, <laughs> So for everybody who doesn't know, legally blind does not mean that he that um is not totally blind. Um, that means you can see a little bit, uh, like like some things other than most things, right? Oh, I can't. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, fine. Mm -hmm. We're trying to we're trying to mute the dog. The dog okay. is going crazy. Um, I'm fine. Uh, let's see. So for me, legally blind looks like uh. So in my left eye, I can't really see anything. Uh, like not barely any movement, no light, no anything, pretty much. Uh, in the right eye, uh, I can see light, but it's mostly just like contrast. So anything I like to explain it like this: anything uh, darker than the color, like light blue, right? All looks black. Anything okay. lighter than than light blue, all looks white. Huh, that's weird. Okay, yeah, that's that's okay. Yeah, cause so, they, they, right. Well, well, I well, um, um, they say the color blue is is hard is the most hard in eyes. You know, mm -hmm. because like, cause I know I get a lot of headaches, and most of it comes from the color blue. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Thank you for telling us that. Yeah, um, it, it it gets really interesting for like like when things, for example, uh, we go to the laundromat often, right? Right. Uh, and and the laundromat has like uh, a white ish floor. But because the quarter is like silver, if it falls on the floor, it's gone. Oh. Like, I can't <laughs> yeah. see it, you know, like, and we'll spend several minutes trying to figure out where it is and right. until my wife eventually comes in and be like, here it is. I'm like, thanks. So, <laughs> yeah, but but for the most part, you're 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 100 percent healthy and OK, right? Yes. OK, yes. nice, nice, nice. Um, so um, so at age Okay, so wh when did you and Anissa meet? Uh, we met at 27. So 2017, well, there's a story 
officially behind that. And if I don't tell it correctly, she'll she'll get, oh, go. Oh yeah, we really, um, we better ask her then. <laughs> right. So so yeah. we so we met unofficially, as I call it. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, uh, I did a, we did a show. We put together a show in a coffee shop in 2016, and a friend of mine invited her to the show. Uh, now, uh, in this show case, I was pretty much in like administrative mode, so like work mode. So I'm like, the the people who owned the the facility was like, we're not going to charge you for the for renting the venue as long as you tell people to buy stuff at the cafe, or and as long as you make sure you get everything back to where it was when you got here. So other than that, they would have to charge us. So in my mind, I'm like, I got to get all this stuff cleaned up and out of here before a certain time. And while I was focused on that, that's when she met me. Right. And, you know, my whole thing was just, she's like, oh, this is, hey, I'm just like, hey, can I just keep going? Right. And, and mm-hmm. so it's like, unofficially, we met that day, but we met officially about a year later at a uh, Christian poetry. 2017. 2017 at a Christian poetry event uh, called Rhetoric, and it was uh, in Orange County, uh, Los Angeles, Orange County, California. So uh, we met there officially in person, had a conversation, and from there, uh, we he fell in love. From Aww. there, we <laughs> followed each other on social media, and pretty much uh, we started talking from there. And uh, we became officially boyfriend girlfriend in December 2017, and got married in July 2020. Hey, 2020, what are you yeah. right now? So I guess I guess it's true when you're when you're looking for anybody. Oh, there she comes, or there he comes, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yep. yeah. so you know, my my uh my pastor would always put it like this. He was saying, uh, he was like, when God puts you in a calling, that's when He brings the helpmate. You know, like when you look at back in the Garden of Eden, uh, there was Adam doing in the Garden of Eden doing what God told him to do, and in that he brought Eve. So, right. with with that, we focused on you know we were taught to focus on the call. You know, and for me. The call was music. Little did I know she would show up through music. But <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, those are two two good things. You you got Anisa and the music has always been there with, with you. You know. Yeah. So that's awesome. So at eight thirty though, like like we said before in the in the in the, uh, in the introduction, um, at eight thirty you got married in in twenty twenty, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, shortly after after you went, um, you uh became legally blind. Yeah. Um. So. Walk me through the process of, like, like how how long after y'all y'all got married, that you you discovered you know something was something was wrong. So, uh, <laughs> on on the wedding day, my oh. the vision in my left eye started to fade, mm-hmm. uh, and we have video evidence of this. We did like a, a pouring of the sand ceremony at the right. wedding, yeah. and I'm like completely missing where I'm pouring the sand into. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, we made jokes out of it and everything in the moment, but, you know, I was, it was, it was getting to the point where it was hard to see out of the left eye. Right. Uh, to the point where uh, we had to drive to our honeymoon and I had to ask Anissa to drive in her wedding dress because I'm like, I don't trust me to get us both there safely at this point. Right. Um, so then we go to the honeymoon, we get back from the honeymoon, pretty much the day after we get back from the honeymoon, uh, I'm rushed into the ER. Uh, Mind you, he he wore glasses already, mm-hmm. and so he it was kind of it was not something abnormal 
for him to have new glasses and them to not be working right. Right. So it wasn't something like that we thought it was an immediate need. It was mm-hmm. just okay. Your your glasses are probably having you give a headache, as they sometimes do when you just get new glasses. Yeah. Uh, or we were just too excited to be married. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> probably somewhere in between. Right. Somewhere uh, in there. But we, you know, we go. We pretty much get rushed into the ER. Uh, and mind you, this is during COVID, so uh, she wasn't even allowed to be with me uh, while right. I was in the hospital. Oh man. So we, yeah. you know, here we are, newlyweds, just yep. off a honeymoon, completely separated for two weeks. And he's oh. getting brain surgery. And I got a eye yeah. surgery and a brain surgery. Yeah. Uh, and pretty much beyond that point, uh, they were, the diagnosis was, we're not sure. Uh, the good news is you're not getting any worse. The bad news is we're not sure how much better you're going to get. Yeah, this was after a couple months, right? Yeah, that was the that was the ending diagnosis of October twenty twenty. But mm-hmm. uh, been dealing with this since ju- since August twenty twenty. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> and 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 uh, when we bit before you said that the doctors uh, had a, had a had a like a scientific name for this. Yes, this it was uh, it's idiopathic intracranial hypertension, which is uh, IIH for short. Okay. But uh, the idiopathic term uh, just means unknown. Uh, the intracranial hypertension is uh, fluid in the brain, so pressure break, building fluid in the brain. So they're saying that the fluid in the brain, they're not sure what caused it, but they know there's fluid there, and it and damaged yeah. nerves. It damaged um, the nerves in the eyes. In the eyes. Yeah. And, I, I, and I guess they still don't understand after all this time. I mean, like, did they come back and say, hey, we know what, you, we know, you know, we know what, to, what caused it, and then here, no? Still wow. nothing. Uh, we, we're, we're waiting until summer to get a second opinion. Right. Uh, but okay. still nothing yeah. as of now. Right. Okay. Right. So, um, back back to music though. Um, mm-hmm. so we we mentioned Tupac, and he was a great great inspiration for you. Who yeah. else um did you listen to growing up? Because I know that that I I I grew up with some rap. You know, I, well well all walks of music. You know, so um, mm-hmm. I know some some artists, but but um, oh. who were who were your main people that you were listening to as you were growing up and getting in, in, inspiration from? To be honest, like, the person who influenced my style probably the most was Common. Okay. Uh, Common, I listened to uh, uh, a little bit of Biggie, uh, a little bit of Nas, a little bit of LL Cool J. I never really liked Jay-Z. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of Eminem, yeah. even though he was, like, really out there. Right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, De La Soul. De La Soul, okay. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember De La Soul. I don't think they do anything <laughs> right now, do they? No, no, no. no. There's, no. there's still. I think they're still touring though. Really? Uh, they have, they haven't put out any new music, but they've been touring. Which is off odd. Of the same album. Which is odd because you, you figured that they would have like a massive following still, and people wouldn't want to hear new music from any band right. from you know back in the back in the day. No, which well, is odd, the, you know. The issue is that, like, sometimes, sometimes people, sometimes artists have that fear of of not being able to create something better than what you already created. Yes. So rather than trying and failing, they just leave it be so they don't tarnish their legacy. Right. Uh, which is one of the reasons why there's so many artists that do like reservations in in uh, Vegas. You know, like they're nowhere near retired. They just they do shows off the same music they've been doing because people want to hear those those songs. Exactly, yeah, because um, 
because I was going to see MC Hammer uh, way back when. Yeah, uh, this was uh, four years ago at the state fair, and I missed him, so I didn't really mm. get to see him. But I, I loved MC Hammer, LL Cool J, um, the Fat Boys. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I'm just like you when it comes to Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, it, certain songs that you were like, eh, but it's like, yeah, it's like kind of like, okay, well, that that's cool, <laughs> you know, right? So, it's uh, it's cool for for a specific crowd. I just wasn't that right, specific crowd. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 and I don't think I was part of his uh his crowd, but he had some big hits like um like uh what do you do like big big pimpin' and uh, ninety nine problems. Mm-hmm. Those two, which is actually, very, very big. did you know that Ice T gave him that song? To record, big pimping or no, ninety nine problems. Ninety nine problems. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. I didn't know either until until I um, ran across a, like a YouTube um, video. I was like, yeah, hmm. man, I get you know, but but then he re re recorded. You know, I actually did it with Body Count, and that's a that's an awesome awesome cover, awesome version too. Um, wow. So Ice, Ice Ice Cube was a very talented I mean, writer. He I he wrote all the songs for NWA I too. Mean, I mean, no. Not 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 ice ice cube. I'm sorry. Oh, ice tea. Ice tea. Sorry. Ice tea. Yeah. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. So, so when when you started listening into these bands back in the back in, back in the day, I say day because I'm 43 years old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we still say back in the day. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. <laughs> back back when we had cassettes, we had to work for our you know recordings. You know, saying saying out the uh, radio and record what we wanted. Yep. But are you remember that? Make mixtapes. Yes, yeah, sir. I remember that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The good old days, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The little, the little pencil, the little pencil. To yes. Record. Yeah, dude. That, that that bothered me so much. But, um, yeah. Well, so so when all these new artists were coming out back then, who was one or two artists that you knew were going to blow up? Because obviously Eminem blew up like literally yeah. overnight. Yeah, I mean he just um so so like that. Um, did you know did, when you heard the artist um songs for the first time? Did were you like okay he's gonna be somebody you know? So okay, I I started my music journey about two thousand the year two thousand. Okay. So, uh, once that kind of happened, like you know everybody who's who I mentioned was already established. Right. Uh, so beyond, but I mean, but I mean, like when you heard them for the first time back then. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, I the person that I would say I knew who was going to be a mega star back when I first heard him was Kanye West. Yes, Kanye. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I remember thinking that when I first heard the the single he put out through the wire, I was like, he has something different to what he's bringing to the table, right. you know. Right. And it was it was interesting because he came out in a sense of conscious rap. Uh, back when gangster rap was a really big thing, right. you know, so, right. so he went completely against the grain, yes, and 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 he became famous for it, yeah, uh, yeah. He totally but, did like a one eighty and just took the whole world by storm, you know. Yeah, so. which is like interesting because you know he's never really been a gangster rapper, so he just did a storytelling thing and it worked, you know. Right. Uh, but that was one of the people that I that I knew was going to blow up. Uh, Tupac as well, like. Yeah, Even from when he did keep your head up, you know, I was like, oh, okay, he's he's different because you know, two people forget Tupac didn't start off gangster rap. He started off conscious rap too, you know. Okay. Yeah. 
Like his biggest first song was "Keep Your Head Up." There was nothing gangster about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so, so uh, you you mentioned your friend Kanye. Which what, what Kanye album would you consider to be the best album right now? The first. First one. The first one. Yeah. Still, like we, me and me and my friends argue about this all the time. Really. And it's always it's always college dropout versus oh, late yeah. registration. Yeah, yeah, college but dropout college, was a great album. I still think to this day, um, the life of Pablo was was spot on. For some reason, I just love that album to death. I don't know why. It's it's a good album. It's, it's great, just yeah. it's like you. So even the the thing that if I look at it from a musical standpoint, right? right. So uh, I don't know if you've seen the 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 genius documentary by Kanye West on uh, Netflix came out a few months ago. I have not yet. Um, but let's looking at that documentary further solidified the fact that college dropout was still the best work he ever did. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. For, for, for one, for one, he, he was recording without really knowing what to do and still made hit records. Uh, like, and if you listen to, okay, like when, in a recording sense of an artist, you get, there's something called punch in, right? So what it means is like, say if I was rapping, say, a certain amount of lines and I did it but I messed up towards the end what I would do is I would punch in before that part and then re-record that last part to make it sound better right Right. Uh, and you can hear it clearly that he's punching in in the first album but you still didn't mind it because of how great it it overall was and how great the sound was and how unique the sound was Uh, not to mention in that this last thing I'll say because we get on topic uh, (laughs) not to mention in the Genius documentary like uh, I didn't know that they signed Kanye as a producer not necessarily as a rapper they didn't even give him his recording budget so he was literally recording these songs asking favors from people like recording in Ludacris's house recording in Jamie Foxx's house recording in Scarface's house he was just borrowing time from other artists just to get his work done. Right. Right. Which is amazing. And it's like this yeah. it was just a different hunger back then. Like once he once he pretty much made it, it was like, I'ma just do this because I do this. Yeah. Not because I'm trying to make it. But once he tried once he was on that grind and trying to make it, it was a different Kanye. Yeah. yeah another artist that I did that just popped in my head that was a that was a blow up by by night by by overnight with uh fifty cent I think. Yeah, cause I think, cause I yeah. think he was um he was mentored by Eminem as I'm right, correct? Yes. And yes. He, yeah, and yeah. So I guess Eminem saw something in him, and I mean, he he was right. I mean, the, the guy yeah. the guy has like loads of great songs, you know. Yeah. Big, Again, that, so. that first album though yeah. is still the best. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've been listening to your album, the details. Which for hmm. everybody came out in twenty twenty one. For anybody who wants who who, who needs to know, um, yep. but my first question about that record is is what inspires you to write? Uh, so it, you know, I it's no secret that I'm a Christian, right. uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was one of those things where uh, where God was pretty much telling me to tell the story through music. Okay. You know, so forgive my dog. He's he wants oh, to get yeah, out. That's uh, <laughs> but he was telling me to tell my story through music, and I I didn't want to initially, you know, because you know I it, I became legally blind, and you know I, I was kicking myself for it. I was feeling like it was my fault. 
uh, and to the point where like I didn't tell anybody other than like close friends and uh, my family, basically, right? So uh, here comes God telling me to tell my story through music, and I'm like, "You want me to tell the world? Like, no, nah, I'm not telling the world. <laughs> you know, nobody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, you know, but pretty much he he just pretty much gave me piece by piece by piece and uh it pretty much just went from there like you know so talking about because i'm i'm originally a part of a a a three-man rap group called 11 days music nice so uh and i i uh i branched off to do this album because you know obviously they're not going to be able to really relate to talking about being legally blind they're still on certain songs Uh, right yeah it was just like i had to go and and majority of it my, myself which you know had to rebrand and then you know the name change because you know my name is Iron that's my actual name but yeah, right. uh, uh, you know ironically um, on streaming services like Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you want to go like there's like six or seven different people with the name Iron right. so mm-hmm. you know in order for me to have my own artist page I had to change the name you know uh, so I went piece to Iron because it was already my um, Instagram name but the name Iron means peace in Russian. Oh, okay. so it's literally peace twice. Yeah. Nice. So, and that's pretty much where the name came from. Uh, but that was pretty much where the inspiration came from from the album because it was like, all right, this is just actively what I'm dealing with, you know. Uh, and it's such a freeing experience to be able to talk about it, and then uh, to now where I get booked to perform uh, the the music live. And uh, it like really reaches people and encourages people. And, and you know, don't get me wrong. I, I know I know the music I'm doing is good, but it always throws me off when people tell me that I encourage them through the music because I'm almost never expecting that. I, I look at things very logical. Like I'm here to do a job, so I'm gonna do the job. <laughs> you know. Uh, so anything on top of that is a bonus to me. So you know, we did. A, I did a, a open mic show. I was booked for last Saturday. And the MC at the end was like, I was inspired by a lot of the people who performed. He's like, but especially Peace to Iron, because you know he's he's living proof that you can't let anything stop you. Right. I'm just like, I'm like, whoa, yeah. thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> like, so that's I, it, and it also adds a bit of pressure, doesn't it? I mean, just to yeah, know that you're well, so it, it 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 does and it doesn't, you know, like and right. you know, yeah. I always. I tell people the same thing, like, um, and this is one of the things that I, one of the quotes that I kind of like came up with, but it's kind of what I go by when it comes to performing. It's like, uh, I'm like, if you make it about you, you'll be nervous. If you make it about God, you'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes so sense. Before, I, before I get on stage, like even with the pressure and all the stuff that's going on, I'm just like, all right, God, if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. You know, <laughs> so that's how I look at it. Yeah. Where it's like it's not about me. I'm I'm the vessel, yes. But if you don't do it through me, then it's not going to be done properly. So I put the pressure back on God. Where it's like, okay, you have to deliver. Yes, I'm here, but you have to deliver through me. Otherwise, it's not going to be a good show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, the, the details for anybody who wants to know uh, came out in 2021, and I'm sure you're still writing new music now. Um, oh yeah. And we all know that. Um, uh, writing is is common for like good days or great days, you know, because great mm-hmm. days give you more more um, motivation, you know, because it's a great day, right? 
But yeah. uh, but just a bad day uh, also give you inspiration to write, even though you don't want to do nothing. Because I know, like some some artists find out find like a bad day to write a good song. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is the same theory. Uh, same with you. Uh, so yes, so um, it depends. So like, if my bad day, so I, when it comes to writing, I, I kind of, I kind of live by this uh, acronym that I that I created, which is it's called Rise, and okay. it's it's uh it's relate, inspire, serve, encourage. So it's like my songs have to fall into those categories. So. Okay. If it's something, if it's something that I'm going through that ends up being relatable to most, then yeah, I'll use that inspiration to encourage others, you know. But if it's just something that's sometimes, if it's something that's singular to me, I usually wouldn't do it, which is one of the reasons why uh, I didn't want to do the album, the details about being legally blind, because my mind was, can't nobody relate to this, you know. Right. Uh, but to be surprised, like to my surprise, there's a lot of people that I know who are slightly having vision problems. Okay. Uh, and it ended up really encouraging and speaking to them because they're they were you know borderline depressed, uh, thinking about you know what happens when this is it, you know. Right. And they're able to find encouragement through me still living my life in this situation, you know. It's like life. Life didn't stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It always moves moves forward. Mm-hmm. You know, always got to push forward. So. Uh. So um, I'm curious to know what your music, what your process of writing is, because some bands record, record um focus on the on on the music first and then the lyrics, and oh, okay. and vice versa. Which so, one do you like do towards more or like yeah more so than other it's usually music first okay um there's been several instances where I would do lyrics first uh but it kind of all folds you can only do that when you have the right people to produce okay you know okay so it's like if you if you have the right people that you can trust with an idea in order to bring it to life, mm-hmm. then yes, you can start with lyrics. Okay. Uh, but for the most part, if you don't, then you're gonna have to, you know, start with the the music first and then right. figure out where to go from there. Yeah. I guess it would be easier to 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 do the music first because you're like, okay, well, what fits this this chorus line and and stuff, right? Or like. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so it's it's different. So like again, like I so I have I'm fortunate enough to have uh, two producers that basically produce for me for free. Oh, nice! Because uh, production is expensive. Yeah. Oh God, um, yes. <laughs> but but uh, but because of that, it's uh, it's more of a, it's more of a okay, which one of these two can build out the idea first? You know. Right. So even like in the songs that I'm doing now, like though I'm starting with the music, it's more so it's not like I'm gonna just buy a beat. It's it, where I'm at now is like, okay, I need to know who can create the feel that I'm looking for for the inspiration of this song. Yes. 
uh, and then I'll contact them and then let them know what I'm looking for. Sometimes I'll like go to YouTube and be like, I need it to sound something like this, you know? Okay. And then they'll hear it and they'll be like, I think this is what you're looking for. And they'll send it back to me. And I can either be like, yes, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Or "Mm, can you slow it down a little bit? Or can you speed it up a little bit? Or can you add this, you know? Right. And that's pretty much what happens. Like one of the, there's a song that I'm releasing this Friday uh, called uh, Love For Real. Oh, and nice. it's, it's for, for my wife's birthday, which oh. is on Sunday. Um, and, uh, you know, that whole inspiration for that was I was trying to find a specific sound. And the two producers that I originally worked with, they don't, they, they weren't able to really create what I was looking for. Right. So I reached out to another friend of mine and uh, he was like, I think this is what you're looking for. And I'm just like, I like it. Can you slow it down? Can you slow the tempo down like a little bit? Yeah. Uh, he slowed it down, and I was like, mm, "Can you slow it down a little bit more? <laughs> you know, a little bit more." And I was like, "That's perfect." Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and it came out a really good song. So, you know, sometimes again, it's one of those things where it's like, if you have people you can work with, uh, the music is the first step, but it looks different depending on who you're working with. And it has to be the music too, cause uh, cause it's like in this opportunities to find out what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And if something works and you take it out, it might still sound better or the same, or you know, I, I think music is awesome. You know, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how I think. So. I I uh I always advise people like who are getting into artistry as far as uh you know rapper singer poet whatever you want to go for it. Uh, I was like always always get the stems. Right. The yeah. stems are pretty much like the parts that so like the stems is everything in the beat, but it's isolated. So mm-hmm. it would be you would have the drum, the snare drum, the bass drum, the the kick drum, the the piano, the guitar, it'll all be isolated. So you can lower or raise or take out certain parts that you don't want. Yeah. Um it just makes it better. It makes the overall sound better. Right. Yeah. It's it's actually funny that you mentioned stems now because I'm um, going back to Kanye. I mm-hmm. um have you heard that uh, he's releasing uh, like a new album with just the stems or something? Really? Yeah, he's like selling it for like an ungodly amount of money. So I guess only only certain people can buy it, you know, or something. He's like, yeah, two that's probably three. why it's, it's that, a money grab. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But 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 I guess that works because um you know because Kanye is a real a real good uh, writer, and I mean he knows what's up, you know, he knows what sells. So, uh, and he's a great producer. Oh yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, being in the business for 22, 22 years, you said, mm-hmm. um, have you picked up any secrets on like what not to do and what to do? And because I think you told me last last time we talked, um, before this, uh, that you signed with the record label, and before that, you you were fully independent, correct? Uh no no not oh, yet. I was okay. considering okay. Uh, signing to a label. I haven't still. I'm still not. On a label, I'm still independent. Okay, uh, but um, the uh, it's so what I would say is what I've learned is there's a there's a level of acting that you need to have when recording. Right. Okay. Uh, otherwise, it's it's not believable, you know. Right. So, like for example, if I Let's say if I wrote a lyric and I'm just like, oh, for moving forward, if I'm 
moving forward, I'm enjoying life as is. If life is what you make it, then my joy like this. That's different than moving forward. I'm enjoying life as is. It's like as you feel it more. Right. You have to be able to convey the emotion so that the listener feels the emotion when they listen to the song. Other than other than just sounding like you're reading, because people you you do sound people know what, like you're reading yeah. when you're reading. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so I would I would say first off, uh, you know, the secret that I would say is like, you know, don't read. Make sure you commit it to memory before you go record. Yeah. Uh, but along with that, it makes it better when you can convey it different ways. Like one of my one of my close friends, uh, he's a poet, and he would always say that he would always write the poem, memorize the poem, and then he would go into the mirror and recite the poem in various different emotions okay. just to okay. see what works just see what works best like he'll do it one time sad he'll do it one time happy he'll do it one time angry he'll do it one time depressed he'll do it one time uh joyous you know he'll just try to try out different emotions right to see what sticks and what doesn't that's actually pretty pretty smart yeah mm-hmm. because you never know what is how how a certain line that you read can can motivate somebody who's listening right yeah especially if you're talking about like a topic of you know feeling sad and you're trying to wrap it sounding happy like that's yeah that's not gonna work news yeah Yeah. um so we have two questions for you um and then and then we'll let you go on your way um so uh after all i'm sure you've heard countless music you know um Mm -hmm. depending on rap rock country what what have you right so mm-hmm. is there any guilty pleasures now it, it, any guilty pleasure songs that you that you still listen to this day uh that you, i mean you know i don't really have any guilty pleasure like i have uh, like my wife will tell you i have a very eclectic taste in music yeah. you know like yeah. i can pull from anything and get inspiration right. and i typically listen to everything from rock to pop to folk music sometimes uh to scream like the one thing that i really just haven't really dabbled into like is country right uh, i'm not really big on country like there's there's like probably three country songs i like yeah <laughs> like and that's it yeah um but for the most part, you know, I, I draw, it's all about, like I mentioned, it's all about what makes me feel, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. like it can, it can be a, a completely different genre that you wouldn't think I would listen to. And I'd be like, man, I love this song, you know, right. like, cause it makes me feel a certain way. Uh, like, for example, there's a people always, uh, there's a song called Riot by Three Days Grace. It's a rock song, like heavy rock. And yeah. I like jam to it. I love like, that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're like, this is not what I thought you would be listening to. I'm like, why? Right. <laughs> yeah. Because you know? like, I love the song. The you know, one. like, yeah. big, big Three Days Great fan. You know, so, uh, you know, just different different genres of music. Uh, there, If I can say a song that's been in my head for two years now, like, just because it, cause it made me feel the emotion they were feeling. It's a song called uh, If the World Was Ending mm. by... Uh, forgot the name of the artist. I know it's featuring um uh, I forgot her name too. But the song was called <laughs> okay. If the Song Was End If the World Was Ending. Okay. And it's just 
PJ Martin. That's, oh, okay. Okay. Um, and uh, it's a really good song, and it's a really it's it's it, it, they did it during a perfect time. It was like right at the height of COVID. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's a relationship based on it's basically saying like if the world was like I know we had a past, I know we're not talking now, but if the world was ending, you come over, right? You know, right. And it was like it was like man, that's a deep song, you know. Right. Like, so yeah, I didn't really but, dig with that song. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like you know, it, it just it's still to this day. It's like man, yeah. the emotion they conveyed in this song is just yeah. is deep, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, stuff like that, and just like writing to be honest with you like the the irony of it is is that like i checked out of mainstream rap like four years ago right yeah. <laughs> like yeah and then once it all kind of became like auto-tune that's when i was like oh, okay well okay um, so yeah like well I, well i kind of uh checked out it too because to me you know tupac biggie hello cool was like the jam back in the day right right I don't think that these, um, like you have like Little Pump, and no. and no, it's just there's there's only yeah, there's only yeah, there's only probably four yeah. rappers that I give credit to that are still doing it. One, uh, Kendrick Lamar, yes, is, is top tier, right? Uh, J Cole is top tier, yeah, that yeah, um, yes. Then you got then you got Drake, who when he decides to rap. Right. Is, yeah. Because you know, Drake, <laughs> yeah, Drake yeah. is basically this generation's LL Cool J. You yeah, know, like yeah. he, sometimes he raps, sometimes he sings. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Uh, and if I was gonna give a fourth mention, I do, I, I do like it. Rick Ross. Rick Ross is good. Rick Ross, Rick Ross is, is good, but he's he's not as consistent as I would like him to be. Okay. Um, like for example, Rick Ross is more so like I'll do an album and then I'll do an album with my crew. Oh yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. You're and right. Then, like the crew album isn't really great, no, but it's okay. Oh, uh, like oh, dead on, but yeah, yeah. Who I would give mention? Uh, Big Sean. Okay. Big Sean is actually a really talented lyricist who doesn't necessarily get his credit. Uh, but those are the four that I would actually give make mention of. Like who, if you like actual rap. And you want to listen to mainstream music, those four would be the key. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, as a Christian rapper, I listen to a lot more Christian rap than I do uh, mainstream rap. Um, you know, Lecrae, Andy Mineo, uh, yeah. No Big Deal, those are like my key three uh, in Christian hip hop. John Keith is good too. Yeah. Uh, but so, like, if you want like actual lyricists, those will, will be where I would go towards rather than mainstream. Right. Uh, going back to um, what you said about um, how music it, music touches your soul in some in certain mm-hmm. ways, um, my last question is it's 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 flawless that you mentioned that because my last question would be, yeah, could you tell me of a song or album right now that you can think of that means so much to you, but you can't tell your wife or me or your um or anybody else. How it makes you feel inside. It's so in deep, in depth with you. You just can't can't express that how it makes you feel. Mm. Um, I don't. So I I can tell you this. I very seldom listen to full albums. Okay. Uh, but the the last album that 
hit me was it's an album called Neverland 2 mm-hmm. by Andy Minio. Okay. Uh, and it's it's such a, a brilliant album, in my opinion. So, like, he's uh, Neverland, of course, you know, Peter Pan, right? Yeah, yeah. Lost Boy, yeah. Boy yeah. Never Grow Up. Right. Uh, but Neverland 2, the, the, the cool thing that he did was, like, he the album is kind of narrated by this interview of his mom that he did with his mom, and his mom passed away, like, three years ago. So, and she's just talking about how he was growing up. And every song is pretty much themed uh, based off of how he was growing up. Um, and it's it's really, really deep, really intriguing. Uh, there's some songs that are like, you know, kind of like nod your head, dance to, but, you know, pretty for the most part, it's like, it's kind of melancholy, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a There's a song called Nobody's Coming, which is like, it's one of the songs that hit me the most and it was he just released it before the album and now it's when i was like i gotta hear this album (laughs) so and he's not even really rapping on the song he's kind of singing on the song right uh but uh the lyrics hit me in a certain way because you know i grew up without a father and he grew up uh basically like his father wasn't around but he was there so like his mom and his father separated when he was young right yeah so you know he saw his dad here and there but wasn't really there so uh but the the lyric like the opening lyric to the song was like i've been waiting for the day because like, i've been waiting for the day when my dad comes around waiting on a moment when we hit the town and then it all hit me last night nobody's coming mm. and it's yeah. like it's deep like yeah, you know yeah that's yeah. like like man, you know, like, but you know, to be able to convey that kind of emotion in the song is something that always uh, intrigues me. I, I think it's because, uh, like, um, I'm an audio learner, you know, yes, yes. fortunately. Right. Uh, you know, there's there's audio, kinesthetic, visual, so, but I'm an audio learner. But also, uh, my love language is uh, words of affirmations. Mm. So, so lyrics mean a lot to me, you know. So it's like. So that's pretty much influenced how I listen to music as well. So it's like uh, words mean a lot to me. So if the lyrics aren't usually speaking to me, I'm usually not listening, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. And yeah. and because of that, I'm very selective on what I listen to. But also it's, you know, the, the interesting thing about my upbringings, I mentioned my sister uh, would basically only play R&B. Uh, <laughs> a lot of my music to this day is is kind of still influenced by r&b you know even though it's rap yeah so a lot of the melodies that i have in my songs are kind of r&b based uh and i put them there specifically you know yeah yeah nice nice um so so to our to all of our listeners um check out iron on uh his album the details still on still available on all platforms Got Spotify, yep. Apple Music, uh, Deezer. Is it on Deezer? Well, yep. yeah, it's everywhere. Everywhere. Deezer, YouTube, wherever mm. you get music, it's there. Yeah. And and I think we have a new album coming out. Maybe I I am in the midst of working on a new album. Nice. Uh, for now, I well, there's two albums in the works right now. Oh, no, uh, double time. Right? One, <laughs> one doesn't have a name. One does, uh, but you know because of. It's a dual album, so I, I'm not sure when it will be released. Hopefully, sometime this year. If not, 
maybe Valentine's Day next year. This the album is called Christian Love Songs. Okay, nice. Uh, and it's it's me featuring uh, my friend Jamad McCoy, who's a uh, who's an R and B jazz singer. So uh, we're just talking about what marriage actually is like. Oh, oh, <laughs> so, <okay>. yeah, <laughs> with uh, permissions from Anissa, right? No, I'm just right. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she I approves every song. I got you. <laughs> That's good. That's good, you know, because, uh, you know, why sinful stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I never, oh, yeah. I never and, understood. But, you know, I, I feel like there's there's uh, there's not enough uh, talk. Uh, I want to say, uh, Lord, find this wrong word. There's not enough marriage. talk pretty much painting marriage in a good light. Okay, and, yeah. You know, like, especially in hip-hop. In hip-hop, it's all about, oh, who can I take home tonight? You know, and it's not about yeah, yeah, my yeah. wife. Right. You know, like yeah. So right. we're right. we're doing our best to paint marriage in a good light in this album. Oh, nice. Nothing but positivity for me, my friend. Oh yeah. So, uh, before we go, um, uh, so we we can get a hold of you on on Instagram on Peace to Iron and mm-hmm. Facebook, TikTok, and and or like are you on like. Multiple. It's a. It's everything is piece to iron. Okay. So I have YouTube piece to iron, Facebook piece to iron, Instagram piece to iron. Uh, I don't have a Twitter. I don't. I don't like that place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard to learn, dude. You know, hard yeah. to learn, you know. Yeah. But I'm still getting the hang of TikTok. So uh, we'll see what you where that goes. I, so the the issue with TikTok for me is I would have to have somebody to run the TikTok. So right. like Instagram, yeah. I have Instagram and Facebook. I have a platform that calls it's called Later. So uh-huh. it, it allows you to uh, automatically post things. It allows you to schedule your posts and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So if I did TikTok, it would be I would have to have somebody to actually run it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm working on that though. I'm working on that. A lot of people hear my my consistent rap videos and they're like, "You should get a TikTok." I'm like, "You should help me." <laughs> right. So I, I do honestly thank you for coming on the show and I hope to God you come back and uh, I, I, maybe we can have you back real soon on uh, something I have called Cover Wars. That's a that's Couple Cover Wars. Cover Wars. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm interested. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so let me tell you that um, before we, we let you go, the Cover Wars is something that, that, that I got um, inspiration from my friend and that's where we take one song Covered by two bands and see which one we 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 both like, or we can, mm. you know, say I like this one better, and, and, and that's okay, you know. Mm. Oh so, yeah, okay. uh, what I do is I get the artist or or the musician's favorite song, because I'm like, they're not gonna like it if, if if it's not their favorite song. Come on now, you know. So yeah. okay. So uh, I mean, yeah. So we, I mean, we would love to have you, and it can be any song, any song you want to. Hey, I, um, I I have no problem giving my opinion. So all right, I all right. good, because that's what it's all about, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think everybody should express opinions, and I don't think you should be censored or shut down for them, you know, personally. Right. But uh, that's not the world we live in right now. Well, we're yeah, pretty bad. Everything so. cancel culture, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're we're here to spread the joy and light, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, man. Um, thank you very much for coming on, and uh, until next time, I will see you later. See you later. All right. When you want to. Hey, I, um, I, I have no problem giving my opinion. So all right. Have... Good, because that's <laughs> what it's all about, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think everybody should express opinions, and I don't think you should be c- censored or shut down for them, you know, personally. Right. But uh, 
that's not the world we live in right now. Where we yeah, pretty bad. Everything cancel culture, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're we're here to spread the joy and light, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, man. Well, thank you very much for coming on, and uh, until next time, I will see you later. See you later. All right. <laughs>